and all the other stuff. Those get me too wired, I think. I don't know. They gave me kidney stones, so I stopped drinking them. That's fair. Like 15 years ago or something, <laughs> I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Well, great. Thanks. Yeah, so you have fat to look forward to. You're probably just building up a big one. <laughs> I'm more kidney stone than man. <laughs> they got to hit that with like a laser or something or the chemo. They do something like oh, they no. hit it with like vibrations and they kill it. Yeah, mm. it's like uh might be ultrasound or something. But yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Probably. I think so. <laughs> they just they blast your kidneys with sonar. <laughs> <laughs> They just shut. put rock guitars up to him. And they just rock it away. <laughs> just lean against his amp. <laughs> lean against this Marshall stack. No, it's okay. I'm I, I'm sick. I'm hella good at this. <laughs> they call me Doctor Riff. <laughs> I want Doctor Riff to be my doctor. And this is He's Nurse like Stage Four. <laughs> Roughly twenty-four to ninety-two hours ago. Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which oh, they shit. will now There's perform for the first and likely last time oh, no. in front of a live studio audience in a show called oh, Just in Time. Stab. Welcome to the Stab Show, the only show we know that's all caps with an exclamation point. Prove us wrong! Let's introduce tonight's panel. Our first panelist collects teeth from Fight Club floors to make darling friendship bracelets. He's a hilarious writer and improviser. It's Nick Pettigrew. Hey. Our second panelist fights an army of ninjas every month to raise money for various ninja awareness charities. He's the director of Squad Patrol. It's Marco Gabodi. <laughs> ninja charity. <laughs> and our third panelist wouldn't hit you if you'd listen. They're the producer of... <laughs> <laughs> They're the producer of Friend Fiction. It's Melody Ford. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm your host, Jesse Jones, pronounced aluminium. Thank you for tuning into the Stab Show. Uh, packaged in a factory that handles nuts. Let's meet tonight's panelists. Uh, who was first? Nick Pettigrew. Hey, buddy. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. You know, as best as, as well as one could be expected no why do i qualify i'm doing fantastic i'm that's great i'm cartwheel <laughs> kicking the moon it's wonderful <laughs> i don't know I, I i have to live on one extreme or the other um how have you been since last we uh, we uh, saw you here uh, nicholas um largely the same okay. um occasionally my chest will hurt when i'm trying to <laughs> wrangle my son so i'm sure that's a good thing <laughs> probably fine uh, probably fine yeah that's just because it's filled with more love <laughs> yeah that's right that's what it is so much yeah. love <laughs> so much love and and plaque i can't feel my <laughs> arm from all the hugs <laughs> well <clears throat> um i mean we were gonna get sad eventually so <laughs> this is the stab it's show sad. so we might as well get it out of the way early um <clears throat> Have you, uh, you you've been leaving us uh, each time recently with new uh, new game developments? Have you been working on anything recently? Oh yeah, I just huh? uh, I just finished a game jam um, recently. I finished a game called Expressorcist. <laughs> so it's um, you you do exorcisms quickly. This <laughs> is kind of the general conceit of the game. <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's up on my itch page right now. Um, 
and I'm I'm trying to figure out how to make it into a full game because game jam games are generally uh, smaller little games, sure. you know. Game a little bit too. Uh, <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean, uh, <laughs> exorcists do not work by the hour. They're in no. there, get it in and out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the power of Christ is on the clock. Uh, <laughs> well, all right, we're uh, we're gonna have to maybe this Monday, maybe this Monday, I'll have to go through through all of your your itch uh, uh, entries. Just have a, a Nick Pettigrew Happy Time Arcade. <laughs> that would be fun. Sure. I think I've threatened that a couple times and not followed through. I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. Sounds like you. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> no, no. Follow Marco's lead. Yeah. No, it's not okay. It's not okay that he does that. He promises Shame things me. and he doesn't deliver. It's not acceptable. Shame me. Shame me. Uh, well, thank, thank you, Nick. Good to have you. Always a favorite. Um, Marco. Uh, won't say the same. Uh, no. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, good. Good evening, Marco. You, you, you've been a busy, busy bee this, uh, this evening coming over from the Comedy Spot channel and, and movie libs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited to be here though, Jesse. <laughs> Thrilling. Thrilling in a manner I haven't felt for years. <laughs> Not since the last time I did this, which wasn't actually over a year ago. Yeah. It wasn't too long. Um, I wanted to see how uh, your your big epic uh, show last weekend went. Oh yeah, we did a musical, yeah. which I would not advise because <laughs> no. that's hard. It is. That was what it was. We were like, let's do a musical. We got five weeks this month. We'll write an original <laughs> musical and we'll we'll perform it. And uh, and we did. Yeah. We did that. Yeah. And it was cool to do it. But sure. I'm done now. I don't yeah. want to do a musical anymore. No. <laughs> I was, well, I mean, you can, a, the thing is, you, you have it now. You can trot it back out next year, and it'll be fine. You never have to yes. make a new one. That's the thing. <laughs> that's, that's, that was the plan. It was yeah. like, we will, we will tweak this next year, and yeah. uh, the eventual goal is to just have set shows and never do anything original again, because <laughs> nobody's going to see it. Yeah. I mean, They're not going to be there enough. <laughs> everybody's going to show up. Everybody's, like, I don't know what this is. Every show is somebody's first time seeing it. So let, just exactly. assume it's the entire audience's first time seeing it, and it'll be fine. Everybody's new every time. Well, all I can hope is that um, <laughs> that it went ten times better than than eighty percent of our musical efforts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that What's would that? be. It did. It yeah. went well. Okay. The audience loved it. It was sold out. Yeah. Everybody was happy at the end. It was super cute. It was not like super funny. It was more of a cute thing. But okay. everybody was like, "Oh!" And so I was like, "Well, shit. I guess it worked." <laughs> that was darling. Not what I paid for. <laughs> so many refunds given so many refunds <laughs> it was delightful though i i quite enjoyed it. i was in the band i was not in the music oh, okay. time i was i was a musician but it well, was uh, it went went well yeah that's had uh, jenna jenna swartz was my accompanying musician who, oh, nice. who, who performs at, at stab well wonderful it was yeah. delightful it sounds like it. it sounds like it was darling it was darling <laughs> And after after the assembly, we all went and got ices afterwards. That's right. <laughs> I got uh, I got the brown one. What's that? Coca Cola. That's a good one. Mixed cherry and coke. It was brown like a cherry coke. One. You mix them. You mix them. That's what you do. You want cherry coke? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, wonderful, wonderful, one, wonderful, Marco. Good for you. Pat on the head. 
No, I'm sure. I'm sure it was fantastic. Patronize. <laughs> That's what I do. No, sure it was great. Uh, glad Squad Patrol still rumbling along and things are going. Uh, good to have you again. Good to have you, sir. Yeah, always, as excited. always. And Melanie Ford, the only one who respected me enough to show up. No, that's, <laughs> that's not. I don't think uh, Melanie respects me. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome. Welcome, Melanie. Hello. Good to, good to have you again. Mm-hmm. Um, happy to have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're coming back with uh, with your show in a couple weeks. I am, yeah. yeah. Um, which is? <laughs> which is Friend Fiction, yeah. yeah. And I, I booked it this week, so oh, nice. uh, Derek Dozier is going to be writing about uh, Katie Grant and Chris Edwards, so... I think that's going to be fun. And I don't know if Mark or Nick know Friend Fiction, or maybe people in the audience might not. How, how does Friend Fiction work? What is it about? What's going on? Yeah, uh, Friend Fiction, I get com- I get comedians to write fan fiction about other comedians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. That's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Did two of them, right, before I we did. stopped? And yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were very well received. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then you have... Don't don't you have them read their parts that were written? Or yes. Yeah, so yes. And then I also get like for the like bit characters. Usually there's like comedians in the audience, so yeah. we'll just make them do stuff. Yeah. Oh, and didn't uh, I? I seem to recall um, Dylan doing a ridiculous Ryan King. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. <laughs> oh God damn it! That and that's that has to be a recurring character every time, right? Dylan doing Ryan King. They have to write it into it. I feel, I feel like I could I can make that happen. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Uh, that's my one request for the show. If I don't see it, it's not back in January. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. No, uh, you're you're you have to have standards. Yeah. You're, you're the, the 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 something of this theater. I can't yes, remember the name. Yes, I am yeah. the something of this theater. <laughs> <laughs> don't you forget it. <laughs> Let's start the show. <laughs> All right, 7.24, right on time. Uh, (laughs) It's segment one. I'm not scrolled up to it, but I'm going to assume it's reorganization because that's what we've been doing for several years. It is. It's reorganization. So um, Twitch is a weird place. Uh, We've learned this after essentially living here for the last couple years. People will watch a lot of things that make little to absolutely no sense, yet we still can't get them here. ASMR or Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, is a big thing on Twitch. Your acronym is not ASMR. We're going to maybe start our own brand of ASMR. Again, not your acronym. Here at STAB, based on an Atmospheric Research Center acronym, WOTAN, W-O-T-A-N, or Wind Observations Through Ambient Noise. That sounds like ASMR. We don't know a lot about it, ASMR, which is, again, not your acronym for today. But we feel it sounds a lot like WOTAN, your acronym for today. But, with all of that confusion out of the way, forget everything I just said, and tell me what else WOTAN, your actual acronym for today, not ASMR, might also stand for or represent <clears throat> to you. I await your confusion. Let's start with Nick. Let's see if you guys have punished me for my gag. Uh, Nick, <laughs> let's hear yeah. your W-O-T-A-N, WOTAN. Okay, so ASMR to me <laughs> means... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, Wotan means, will our toddler actually nap? (laughs) No, that's the answer. All right. No matter how much I beg and plead and try to explain that he's tired and needs a nap, 
this little stubborn monster refuses to submit to the glory of slumber. He's rubbing his little eyes and he's yawning. But if I even suggest laying down suddenly, oh no, I can't because I'm on that grind 24-7 all about that Lego life. It is a mockery because all I want to do is nap. A child's world is full of new and shiny things, but I've seen all the shiny things and already put everything up my nose and on my butt, and now I just want to sleep. Wotan is a cruel joke meant to antagonize parents on the blistered edge of sunburnt sanity. And no, I don't know what that means either. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, Nick. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it just uh, just wonderful? We we fight sleep uh, so much early in our lives, only to wish we had the opportunity later. <laughs> yeah, a nap is the best thing ever. <laughs> I I mean, more power to those who can nap. I can't. I just, I, don't I, I, I do not possess the ability. Uh, and anybody that can just like conk out, just like, I mean, I know people that fall asleep like almost in the middle of a sentence. And I just want to punch you in the throat and say, wake up! It's not fair! <laughs> My wife is taking college classes online at night and will oftentimes just fall asleep at the computer studying and wake herself up by banging her head on the desk. <laughs> You know what? You got that coming. If you have that ability, uh, which I, I heartily disagree with. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're just going to conk out there? You just, like, you finish a sentence and then your next breath you're snoring? Oh, that's fun. I'll just toss and turn here for three hours. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, maybe if I didn't do this. Yeah. Oh, I think there's an easy answer here, buddy. <laughs> maybe if... My, if all of my bones weren't replaced with kidney stones. Yeah, see? <laughs> I'm being calcified. Kidney Wait, bones. Wait, bones are already calcium. I don't know. <laughs> kidney bones. Oh. Kidney <laughs> if, bone. if your kidneys have bones, that's probably, probably <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to shoot you with sonar. Uh, <laughs> shake up those kidney bones. Uh, Marco, <clears throat> let's hear your Wotan. Uh, mine also starts with so ASMR stands for. <laughs> good, good. I was glad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Auditory sound masturbation retribution. <laughs> I, I mean, Wotan. Hey, you ever sit in a room full of dude bro dude bros, and you're all like, you're all you're all like, look at this. I bought a pornographic VHS tape for sixty nine ninety nine, and it promises loads of naked ladies. And they're having relations outside of marriage. <laughs> and you pop that sucker in your VA, VHS player VCR. You know, the one with the, with the fucking levers? The, the, the top-loading one? Oh, okay. Yeah, you've seen those. <laughs> yeah. And you and your buddies are all either watching this tape together, which is totally weird, or you're all jerking off together, which is also totally weird. or to Oh, totally not weird. That's where I was going with that. It was supposed to be <laughs> totally, totally not, not weird, weird for both of those. And you're all like, look at my penis. It's so flaccid and sad. And your friend's all like, me too. And you know what that means. This movie 
either has the cheap. <laughs> this movie either has the cheap uggo as, as actors, or maybe the story is hard to get aroused by. But mainly, it's that this tape ain't hot and awesome and all that. You know what that means? Mm. Wotan gotta go go to that thing in the red box next to the fire extinguisher and break the glass. And Wotan <laughs> watch watch other tape as needed. It's your reserve porno tape, sure. the one you you know. You, the one that you know will kill. <laughs> it's got all the hottest babes with minimal plum, minimal, minimalist plumbing, and you and your friends can feel a stoic, stoic noble heterosexual confidence jerking off together to this. Mm -hmm. that, that's the end. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you always got to have that backup. Let's just gotta go have to. that backup tape just to go to <laughs> just the one that you know is i always felt bad if you were like look i bought a i bought a movie i'm so excited and you'd be like wow it's like 70 dollars." you'd watch it and be like i don't like this <laughs> i paid a lot of money i paid this in ninth in reagan bucks that's not good <laughs> that's like that's like a million dollars today like you don't want to do that yeah 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 people bought tapes that was a weird time <laughs> <laughs> About tapes, man. And they were exorbitantly priced. <laughs> what is going on here? Get here, internet. I don't even know what you are, but arrive. <laughs> oh, someday. Someday. Some, someday it'll all be free. <laughs> free of the VHS. <laughs> the way pornography was meant to be. Dirty and filthy and just everywhere on the internet and it could be anything and you don't know. It'll be so overwhelming. That it won't even it won't even just it won't draw and you'll just watch endless amounts of naked people and just be like whatever. Yeah. There's more. This isn't for me. I need to dig deep into the subgenres. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of stepmoms getting stuck in dryers. That's really what we're. <laughs> <laughs> when will they learn? When will they ever learn? <laughs> you need a top loading dryer. I'll well, save that. And then... The one with the little glass thing, or where it's see-through? Yeah. Then you can see them. <laughs> this is going in a bad direction. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Marco, for that. You're welcome. <laughs> that trip down masturbatory lane. Uh, <laughs> oh, the good old days. Say <laughs> like an old man. Back in my oh, day. The good old days. <laughs> I had an emergency jerk tape. <laughs> I kept it behind glass, had a little hammer. <laughs> Did I need to? No. It was for the theatrics. <laughs> all right. Um, I apologize for all of that conversation as we switch <laughs> to Melanie. Uh, <laughs> hi there, Melanie. Um, <laughs> forget the last couple minutes and let's hear your W-O-T-A-N. All right. Buckle up. This is real stupid. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> You think from your history books, you understand the time period, the poverty, the work, being given a plot of land by the king to harvest foam and plastic, knowing it's this or nothing. But that erases half the history. Half of the population was helping to harvest and sewing the foam and plastic together and rearing the children and animals, often while presently pregnant. It's the sort of thing you wouldn't think of if you weren't reading the experiences of women. Women of the actual nerfdom. 
It it's served them, but they're making uh, Nerf no, products. Yeah, no, we got it's it. it's <laughs> Nerf them or nothing. That, that that's the joke. <laughs> oh no, I was hoping there'd be more. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> you know what? Wow. Didn't need one. <laughs> that was reorganization. Hey, how about segment two of the topical haiku variety? Um, those were barely words. <laughs> Since we don't do topical haiku all the time anymore, we sometimes reach out a little bit into the soon-to-be topical just to cover bases that might otherwise go uncovered, which is why today we're tackling Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Some might rightfully say that Black Friday has overtaken Thanksgiving in relevance to the American public as a holiday, which says a lot about the American public. So why not share with us your Thanksgiving and or Black Friday thoughts through the use of strictly regimented Japanese verse as, as set to an Irish jig. Uh, <laughs> this is what we do now, guys. Um, oh, that's what that meant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got rid of the the much more insensitive uh, Japanese uh, uh, <laughs> racist. Oh, soundtrack. that's why. Yes. We're still doing bullshit haikus. Yes. Well, you think that that's insulting to the Japanese people? Well, like you think that because you're not playing a Japanese song, it's okay now? Yes, we're cushioning the blow with an Irish jig. It makes it all right. I ch <laughs> I checked with no one. <laughs> so, guys, how about you each give us three haiku about the upcoming gastro and economic gorgings of Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Uh, we're gonna go one, 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 two, two, two. You guys know how segment two works. Uh, Nick Pettigrew, <clears throat> let's hear your first Thanksgiving Black Friday haiku. Um, hard mastication. <laughs> Dry turkey is oral hell. Gravy salvation. <laughs> oral hell. Uh, <laughs> never generally want to hear that. Uh, Marco, uh, Black Friday Thanksgiving haiku one. I shot the turkey. You will spit the BBs out. <laughs> Clinking, they hit the plate. <laughs> that does happen when you shoot your own turkey. I would imagine. Um, and I guess it would make sense that, uh, that <laughs> Cabin in the Woods Kabodi would, uh, <laughs> <laughs> would have that experience. No, shoot him in the woods. You have to go somewhere else. Turkeys don't live in the woods. <laughs> well, what? It's you... the most fun hunting, though, because you call them in, and you got to wear camouflage because they got good eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you trick them. You trick them into thinking they're getting laid <laughs> with a decoy, and you play the call, and they're like, oh, well, then you just shoot them in the face. <laughs> well, then why are you... Why are you eating turkey face? That's not. That's not. No, usually... you shoot him in the face so you don't. Well, it's hard. Okay, you don't always hit where you're aiming. Okay. Okay. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, I got it in the good meat. All right. You don't want to do that. You get yelled at when you do that. <laughs> All of these stories come from a very real place, everybody. Uh, <laughs> the rural, <laughs> the line of Marcos, <laughs> the seven Marcos line that Mar came before. Yes. Like my father before me, and I am a Marco. Was, uh, that's, that's it. That's oh, all. Okay. Well, I, I wouldn't name my kid Marco. It's a terrible name. So. <laughs> I, I, I gave more Marcos to this lineage, apparently. All right, uh, Melanie. Let's finally get a third of the way through these haiku. Let's hear your first three. My partner has fifteen aunts and uncles. Thanksgiving is spooky for me. <laughs> 
that's a lot. Because fifteen's a lot. Yeah. Well, because fifteen aunts and uncles. That's how many, how many nieces and nephews and uh, and cousins and oh, ugh. I haven't been to my family's Thanksgiving in sixteen years. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm not going back. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for making me think about that. Uh, <laughs> Nick, let's hear haiku too about Black Friday and or Thanksgiving or whichever. Um. Thankful for family, reminding me why I moved 400 miles south. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that too. <laughs> and I came back, and I just came up with another excuse why not to go. Uh, <laughs> now I'm out of them, but I'm still not going back. Uh, we've already covered that. Marco, <laughs> let's hear your second of three. You stabbed someone's mom. <laughs> The PlayStation must be yours. <laughs> Kill her mom face <laughs> now. <laughs> Gotta get it. Gotta, they're rare. <laughs> Whether it's turkeys or moms, you always go for the face. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you make them think they're gonna get laid. I don't know. <laughs> you do that with the moms, the allure man. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to move past that quick. They're all stepmoms. Um, <laughs> tying it back. <laughs> Melanie, I'm, yes, look at me disprovingly. You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> I could too from you, uh, Melanie, about Black Friday or Thanksgiving. I think we can improve Black Friday mm -hmm. by adding squid game element. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there should be waivers. <laughs> Black Friday should be like a a mud run. You have to sign a waiver that death may be in. Maybe they should just make you go through the obstacle course. They should before you get there. Except, then you earned it. Yeah, there should be an earning to it, not just whoever can trample their fellow shoppers. Well, that's not anybody can they do get that. Get there earliest. <laughs> Whoopty shit. I can go to Target right now and trample somebody. That's not a skill. <laughs> it would be weirder to do it just out in the open. <laughs> Get down! <laughs> I want that Garnier Fructis. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure why I'm writing for that. Nick, please get us out of top of my coup with your third of three. Um, CTE for me. I play football on TV. <laughs> what? Huh? Who? Haiku. <laughs> Oh, the dangers of contact sport. Uh, <laughs> what are there, like three games on Thanksgiving nowadays? I can't even, it's getting ridiculous. It, it's expanding too much. That's why I just watched the Turkey Day Marathon. Old Mystery Science Theater episodes that I've seen 40 times each. <laughs> I watch it all day. Uh, <laughs> that's what I do. It's my, don't. That's not sports. No. Loser. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> that's dork sports, nerd. Yeah, well, you <laughs> nerd. <laughs> Marco, big meanie, let's hear your third haiku. Think about the tribes. Did you invite Indians? Shame, Whitey. Shame you. You probably didn't invite Indians to your Thanksgiving. Probably not. I did, because I'm going. I have a card that says I'm an Indian. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm not visiting my Indian family, though. It was no. far away. <laughs> no, you stay, you stay with those Italians. 
Yeah, that's right. They know how to make turkey right. They're all about it. <laughs> the Capodis. The Capodis. Uh, <laughs> all of the Marcos. <laughs> all seven of the Marcos. There's only two. There's only two. That's yeah. You're not even a junior. How did that even... Okay. No, that's lame. There's other... Yeah, Marco's... Yeah, there's not... Yeah. I wouldn't do it. I asked my dad that. I was like, Dad, why'd you name me Marco? Every day I get called Marco Polo, and he's like, I lived up north in, in like, your, like the middle of nowhere. We didn't play that game. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's your problem, son. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> How does this relate to me? All right. Uh, <laughs> Melanie, let's wrap up these haikus about Black Friday and or Thanksgiving. Thank you, Marco, for setting me up so well. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> I am not pro-genocide. I just want to eat myself unconscious. Oh, wait. Oh, I have to. No. Let me go. Oh, that's too loud. That was way too loud. I did that incorrectly. Uh, nothing about that was right. Seg wow. Oh, no. I lost you guys. Segment three. What is it? Who knows? Oh, it's versus v versus. That's right. I was going to do, we'll take you through the process, I was going to do some, uh, some. this was today once, some celebration time, um, but six years ago, we did November 18th, and we did all of the good things, so I didn't want to do it again. That's <laughs> so what happens when a show goes on too long, it makes it harder for you to write it in the future. So, we went also with... Also starts to get stale. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. This thing has run its course years ago. <laughs> We're in one of the later seasons of a TV show at this point. They're bringing on characters no one likes. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an adopted little cousin. It's just <laughs> the cousin Oliver of this show. Who is that? Which panelist do you think is the cousin Oliver of this who's show? Gonna, Everybody who's going to be the one that, at the end that it's all in the eye, the eye of an autistic child? <laughs> what was that? What was that? Uh, Saying elsewhere, I don't know. I I wish I I could wake up after the, I don't know. What is this going to be a fourteen year run, uh, and it'll just be a dream, and I could have all that time back. That would be it'll nice. be like the Bob Newhart show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, <clears throat> it's versus be versus. Uh, pulling it out for the first time in a while, and uh, I went stupid with it. So I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, violence is the only logical way to solve interpersonal disputes. If you don't believe me, fight me. The only, <laughs> the only thing we human animals love more than watching actual fights is thinking up imaginary ones. So in versus v versus, I'll give you a random, in this case, super random, except not that super, uh, pairing, and it's up to you to tell me who might win in this epic confrontation between the two. How is this fight going to go down? And who comes out on top? Hmm? Uh, Nick Pettigrew. You guys, uh, if you if you follow along, if anybody actually lasts through this segment, you might uh, see a pattern develop. Uh, <laughs> Nick Pettigrew, who would win in this fight between a, a landfill a landfill full of obsolete technology versus a cartoon jungle cat with cool cool <laughs> cool cool glasses and a wakeboard? Pete the Puma took a long, hard drag off his waterproof cigarette. Even through his darkly tinted Ray-Bans, you could see the weariness in his eyes. It had been another hard day hitting the waves with his bitching wakeboard, trying to entice kids to smoke Winston's new Smoke on the Water brand of waterproof cigarettes. In the twilight of the day, Pete's cool facade began to crack, and his, exhaust and his exhausted shame shone through. Pete wondered if his mother would be proud of the puma he's become. 
But then he remembered, she's just a rug. <laughs> Walking past the landfill of obsolete technology, Pete sighed. One day, it'll be me in there. Suddenly, Pete heard a voice from deep in the landfill. Obsolescence comes for us all, Pete. <laughs> the landfill stirred as if some great beast moved beneath it. Then the Zunes, 3DOs, and original shitty IMAX began to fuse together, taking the form of a massive Joe Camel. <laughs> it can't be! How? Pete said in awe. My consciousness was placed... My consciousness was placed on some old promotional thumb drives. Once I arrived at this place, the dried remains of gallons of nerd semen coating this old technology was more than enough magic energy I needed to reconstitute myself. <laughs> Joe laid his hand down on the ground before Pete. Come, I want to show you something, Joe said. With trepidation, Pete stood on Joe's hand and was raised up high into the air. What do you see, Joe asked. Just Long Beach, Joe, Pete replied. I see impermanence, Pete. One day, all of this will be gone and humanity along with it. Everything of today is but the landfill waste of tomorrow. <laughs> What's your point, Joe? If you're going to the landfill anyways, don't waste your time being someone you don't want to be. Joe shuddered as pieces of himself collapsed to the ground. Even this form is temporary. The nerd semen can only hold for so long, Joe said. Joe laid Pete back on the ground, his form collapsing until only his great camel face remained. Thanks, Joe. You always were as cool as a camel. Here's trickled down into Pete's sea salt crusted fur. Joe winked as the last of him crumbled back into the landfill. Pete took off his Ray-Bans, for the first time gazing at the sunset as it was meant to be seen, and for the first time in his life, truly smiled. He was killed a week later by poachers. <laughs> <clears throat> but he had that moment. He had that moment. It was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> there, there amongst the gallons of nerd semen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact, uh, not a good adhesive. It's it's water here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, does that imply it's less Jesse, Jesse doing videos where he explains how to like build things. <laughs> then you jerk off on it. <laughs> you're gonna want You're gonna want to jerk on it. Jerk off on it yourself. You don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to settle for nerd semen. It doesn't have the consistency that you're looking for. <laughs> If you want to Let me show you how to fix the dryer. <laughs> Today we're going to change some brakes. You're going to bend over seductively. Make sure you're not wearing any panties. So your stepson <laughs> can come up behind. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing I don't make these. Uh, I don't edit these into podcasts anymore. Uh, <laughs> can you just say save audio as and be done? I should. I should <laughs> just did one. Why do I? Why do I bother with the rest of it anymore? Uh, thank you, Nick. <clears throat> um, <laughs> poor Puma, um, and poor all of us. From the landfill we come, to the landfill we will eventually return. Yes. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Marco. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> you are going to tell us how this fight is going to go down. Who will win? Uh, this has just stuck with me. I don't know why. For a couple of years, I would go into 99 cent stores and just see piles and piles of these. Um, so, Marco, who would win in a fight between a mountain of Men in Black 2 VHS tapes versus a cartoon rhinoceros, rhinoc rhinoceros uh, <laughs> with a backward cap and a razor scooter? <laughs> All right, it's like a like a fucking mountain. I mean, it's like this, like the size of at least a large hill. <laughs> and it's all Men in Black 2 VHS tapes because no one likes that movie because it's just the same. It's just the same. It's just made the first movie again, <laughs> but but the, uh, in a world where you could you could have done literally anything because it's a crazy universe. You just did this the first. Anyway, this rhino son of a bitch walks up all holding a skateboard. I gave him a skateboard because his hat is backwards, so Damn I assumed it. he he has one. He discards in order to utilize his much less radical razor scooter, and he's all like. Well, you looking at Mountain of Men in Black 2 VHS tapes, and the and the tapes are all like, I ain't looking at shit, you bitch-ass land shark with a beak or whatever rhinos have. And the rhino's like, what did you just say to me? And the VH VHS tapes are all like, I said you look like someone whose mom sees a lot of thrusting belly buttons for a living. And the rhino is all like, my mom was a lady rhino, and while she was also a prostitute, this, this will not stand. And he jumps on that razor scooter and he goes as fast as he can. He starts rocking up, rocketing up the mountain of VHS, and it's all spraying around like lava or water or water lava, which is just rocks. And the and the VHS mountains throwing VHSs of Men in Black Two at the Rhino, and he keeps missing, but also losing a little bit of his VHS manity with every tape he throws. And the Rhino trips off the scooter, and the VHS consumes him. But he keeps going because he's got his backwards cap, and that makes him hella cool because it's backwards, and he swims with, with all of his rhino might. They don't swim like this. They swim like dogs, I assume. And, and, and he's, he uses all his rhino strength, and he goes up the mountain from the inside, and once he reaches the top, there's like a brain, but it's not a brain. It's a like it's like an alien in the, in the good men in black. In the first one, remember when that guy that played Lurch died? Remember that? And then, then they open, they do an autopsy and he has like a little alien in him. Yeah, like that. But the little, the little, well, with the big alien, it's also made of VHS tapes, mm -hmm. the alien is. It's also made of VHS <laughs> of tapes of Men in Black 2. And the, this rhino just fucking horns that thing with his rhino horn. And everything goes quiet and bit by bit, every VHS of Men in Black 2 turns slowly into VHS tapes of Men in Black, the good one. <laughs> Yes, Jesse, I know that you hate lots of movies, and for some reason you liked Men in Black 3, but it was also not very good, and it had lots of awkward action scenes because Barry Sonnenfeld made it, and he's old, and he's he's a director, but he made the other two, but he's old now, so he doesn't know how to do that, and he never made a good, there's no good action scenes in it. Anyway, I don't give a shit if that fight, I don't go, I don't give a shit if that Flight of the Concords guy is in it, it sucks. Anyway, fuck it. Every one of those VHS tapes actually turns into a VHS tape with the Adams Family, which which was made by the same guy. And that movie's way better than all the Men in Black movies. So that that's how. Anyway, that Rhino rode off on his skateboard because mm -hmm. I set that up at the beginning that he had a skateboard. <laughs> yes. So, all right. The, the end. <laughs> Clearly, uh, that's the only way that could have gone. Men in Black I, Three was. Men in Black like, Three was good. This is gonna be a run-on sentence. Yeah. I liked three. I thought it was, I don't know. It was better than two. 
That's, but that's not saying much. All right. Um, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here to defend uh, Men in Black 3. Yeah, you're not. It's <laughs> not what I'm here for. I'm here to make you guys write silly things. Thank you, Margo. Um, <clears throat> this may sound similar, but it's not. Melanie, let's, <laughs> let's hear your, uh, your take. Who would win in this fight, a completely different fight with completely different combatants, uh, a library full of banned books versus a cartoon bird in a belly shirt and board shorts on rollerblades? <laughs> oh, rollerblades. Oh. I thought it was a skateboard. <laughs> oh, okay. Why does everybody it's have fine. a skateboard? It's Just fine. There's different cool <laughs> items. There's different cool forms of tr modes of transportation. It'll still work. It's fine. All right, it's fine. <clears throat> What's up, cool, impressionable Christian children of America? It's me, Judas Iscraniot, the wholesome Christian reading bird. Guitar riff sounds, skateboard sounds, belly shirt and board short billowing in the wind sounds. I'm here today on a VHS cassette tape PSA to tell you cool birds about the dangers of reading books unapproved or even outright banned by the church. Okay, kids. Iscraniot turns to face the audience of child actors in the shot with them. Who can tell me some of the things you're not allowed to do if you want to get to do sweet ollies in heaven? <laughs> the child actors begin to shout out all sorts of things like adultery, tarot cards, murder, and drinking coffee. Mm -hmm. Great job, youths. Now, the thing about non-approved, non-cool, non-secular books is that sometimes they'll depict these sinful acts like sexual violence and swearing that cause us to crash out of our heavenly board tricks. <laughs> A particularly adorable child raises her hand and asks, Can depiction send us to hell, too? <laughs> Great question, little McKenna. Technically, no, but also, stop asking questions. <laughs> Suddenly, the set begins to shake like there's an earthquake, but it becomes clear that there are actually steps, massive, intense footsteps. <sighs> hey, uh, this wasn't in the script. What's happening? <laughs> step, step, step. The shaking continues, getting more intense as the steps get louder. Then, bang, a giant chicken foot breaks through the set, <laughs> strategically avoiding the children in a scraniot. Then, with a crunchy rip, the roof is torn off the set, and the children stare into the newly revealed sky. You'd expect children, anyone, to scream at a time like this, but yet the children are collectively stuck, slack-jawed, staring up. The camera shakes, taken off its stand, and pans up the chicken leg, but it is not a bigger, angrier escraniate attached to the leg. It is a public library with <laughs> pony, almost skeletal arms. <laughs> what in the Baba Yaga is this? <laughs> the library booms, somehow speaking with no mouth. My name is Biblio Yaga. I am fueled by the obsessive, irrational rage of book nerds everywhere. Like, seriously, if I wasn't so dependent on their emotions to live, I'd be like, geez, get a personality outside of consumption. Anyway, either way, you annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> hey, don't swear around me, buddy. I'm cool with God. A bony hand picks Iscraniot up, pinching the collar of his belly shirt with the tip of a thumb and a pointer. Slowly, Iscraniot is carried through the sky, up higher and higher, screaming and panicking. At last, the children themselves begin to scream. Finally, he hangs over the library, kicking and crying with futility. The front of the library splits into a mouth with a thousand teeth made of chairs, desks, computers, and shelves. Biblio Yaga lets go, and Iscraniot drops to his demise, effortlessly devoured. Biblio Yaga burps before bending down to the kids. Someday you'll thank me, I promise. Youth group pastors are the worst. 
Biblioyaga straightens up and walks back into the distance to resume their community support programs. The moral of the story is sometimes direct action is violent by necessity or something. (laughs) (laughs) Bow before Biblioyaga. (sighs) Wonderful. Oh, could be. Sounded like rain. Did the the event in the back get washed out? That'd be terrible. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I was just distracted by like somebody probably with a rain stick. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm easily distracted. You'd think I dialed this in by now. That was segment three. Now we're gonna get poetic, guys. It's segment four. It's right angry poem about it. I try and pick stuff that you guys haven't done in a while. I don't know. We'll see if this works. Have you ever been angry? Probably. You're probably a little pissed that I would ask such a stupid question. That's fair. But have you ever been have you ever been poetically angry? Yeah. Who's stupid now? Jerk face. One of us, that's for sure. In <laughs> I don't know. In write an angry poem about it, I've asked you to examine the following things through the prism of anger to let your tortured artistic soul howl into the void with a clear target for your venomous rage. So go ahead. Write an angry poem about the following things. Nick Pettigrew. Let's hear your angry poem about Jock. (laughs) Jocks don't rock. I want to sock a jock. I want to sock a jock in the cock. How dare they mock my frock. I will make a TikTok where I sock all the jocks in their cocks. I am not a chicken, so why at me do they balk? A pox on all jocks. I curse jocks with a cock sock pox and hope that they get bit by a fox. One time, they held me down and took a picture of me indecent with a salmon. Now, they say that I make love to locks. I want to cock all jocks by the cock so that they go jock, cock, cock, jock until they are all shaped in a box. Jocks don't Rock. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so true. So true. And you know what? <clears throat> it was a short walk that felt long <laughs> to, <laughs> to get to making love with locks. <laughs> but it was worth every step. Um, Marco Cabote. Nick Pettigrew had an angry poem about Jock. Do you have an angry poem about Flock? I don't think it's quite as eloquent. No, that's all right. Flock. So many birds. They flit and flutter, meaning nothing. I would crush them in my cold, dead hands if I could. But they mock in the sky above. In groups, aerial groups. And like all mobs, they are stupid. I would stomp, stomp their eggs... I would free them into wind turbines. I would clip their wings and trick them off of buildings. Anything to quell the flock. Wow. <clears throat> stomp, stomp, so many eggs. It's so mean. Oh. Why do you hate flocks? Oh, because I made you? I told you yeah, to be I told you to hate them? <laughs> All right. That's fair. I'm largely indifferent. <laughs> Thank you, Marco. Such anger about <laughs> sky groups. <laughs> sky groups. <laughs> That's where they live. 
Never see them on the ground? No, they're sky <laughs> No, never. There's never <laughs> birds on the ground. No. Legs or wings? Pick one. <laughs> you shouldn't get both. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> rocketing through segment four. That's good. That's good. We need to catch up. Uh, <laughs> Melanie. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Nick had an angry poem about Jock. Marco had, a, had an angry poem about Flock. Melly, do you have an angry poem about smog? <laughs> I, no? Okay, shake my head. Oh, that's fine. That's fair. I deserve that. Uh, angry poem about smock. Smock, smock. How can I possibly mock a smock? Who would even gawk at a chalk-covered smock? A smock made to block cock from my socks. Beloved smock. Helpful smock. I was shocked to have to smack talk a smock. What a crock to expect me to knock the stock of smocks. Poppycock, lock, shock, and restock the smock. So instead, I'm mad at Jesse. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Besmirching the fine name of smock. It blocks all that cock. Which I assume is spelled C-A-U-L-K. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we both, we both heard the same thing. Uh, that finally brings us to second at five. Oh, guys. Yay. Oh, Yay. we've got to get out of the way of the open mic. Uh, <laughs> guys, you can come watch. You don't have to. Segment five. It's movie makeup. Okay. <clears throat> We're getting into the holiday season, which in the past has signified the start of arty, unwatchable movie release season for the consideration of award times. But Marvel's started coming in and spraying that shit show with their high-octane high CGI piss. So what does anything even mean anymore? Where was I going with this? Oh, that's right. Movies are fun, right? So how about you write a synopsis for these made-up movies based on the following titles I've scooped up from uh, some of the various random title generators of our super bestest best friends over at 7sanctum.com, who still doesn't know that we do this. Nick <laughs> Pettigrew. <laughs> Nick, let's hear your synopsis for the made-up movie King Magic and the Dogtrons. <laughs> In the far-off land of wonder, King Magic has gone missing. The only clue, a collar left on the throne. The Dogtrons, cybernetic dog-slash-robot hybrids engineered to be the king's most loyal companions and knights, are framed for the kidnapping. Now it's up to Sir Baxter, Sir Spot, and Red Rocket to uncover <laughs> this conspiracy, finding King Magic and, Magic and clear their names before they're labeled bad dogs. <laughs> will the Dogtrons save the kingdom from the machinations of the evil Pussycons, or will their noses be rubbed in this mess? <laughs> yeah. King, that, that, what more could one do with King Magic and the Dogtrons? <laughs> oh, that was exactly it. Nick Pettigrew, thanks for joining us. Where can people enjoy more Nick Pettigrew outside of this particular episode of the STAB program? Um, I think I'm N Pettigrew on Twitter okay. at N Pettigrew. Uh, you can check out my games page at Nick Pettigrew, all one word mm -hmm. dot itch, like the thing you scratched. Sure. Dot io, and uh, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Well, yeah, maybe this time I'll stop threatening and actually follow through on a <laughs> <laughs> on a Nick Pettigrew Happy Time Arcade. Marco has no faith in that. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, thank you, Nick. So happy to have you. As always, oh, it's always so wonderful. I'm so happy. Um, Marco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's see this one. Uh, let's hear your synopsis 
for this made-up movie. Randomly generated, mind you. Uh, <laughs> your movie, Tornado 4000. Science guy lowers his glasses and says, I mean, 3,999 tornadoes, sure, but 4,000? I don't know, police chief police chief police police chief no, guy. No, police chief. <laughs> police chief. Police chief. Police. I don't know, police chief guy. Police this chief. time though, that tornado wants revenge. The family of the police chief guy who died, I guess, because this sentence contradicts the previous one. Um, family of the police. Yeah, okay. <laughs> police chief. I think I meant he died and the family was alive. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, okay. so the family of the police chief guy police chief. and the police chief guy died. They move. Contradicted the first part. Anyway, his family, which includes his son and his wife, who's played by the wife of the head of the movie studio, they move to the Bahamas or whatever, and they think they've escaped the tornado or whatever it is. But they were wrong. You can't hide from the revenge of Tornado 4000. Not underwater, not in the sky, not in fucking space. That tornado is all like, fuck your International Space Station. And everyone was like, why, Tornado? Why? And the tornado was like, you killed my tornado wife and kids. And the mayor of the small town was like, oh, my God, I did. I passed the anti-global warming initiatives, and that caused the tornado to stop. And I outlawed dancing, and that tornado would have won the dance contest. There's only one way to stop the tornado 4,000, and that's a rhino with a backwards cap and a skateboard. Yeah, yeah. Gonna turn that tornado into a mountain of VHS tapes of the Adams Family Values. You remember that one, right? The kids went to camp in that one. It's really good. Anyway, that was it. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Adams Family Values is good, but not Men in Black 3. What, what sort of scale are we It's a quality on? motion picture. I'm going to let you know that right now. You should watch that. Watch that. I, I heartily endorse the Adams Family Values. <laughs> Marco Cabote says, watch Adams Family Values. If you take anything away from this episode, which you shouldn't, uh, <laughs> take away Adams Family Values. <laughs> Marco, hey there. Um, wonderful as always. How can people enjoy more Marco Cabote? Maybe. You can, see, you can see me at the Squad Patrol show next yeah. month. On the second Saturday, we're going to do our Christmas murder mystery. It's going oh, to be amazing. Nice. Is this like a a, a new Christmas or is this something that we you did before? We did one previously, but we've revamped it to be it's a legit murder mystery. Okay. There will be characters at a dinner party, and you will have to figure out who killed who killed someone. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Um, awesome. Well, thank you, Marco. It's so good. It's always so fun to have you. I'll be bothering all of you again soon. Um, uh, <laughs> prepare to ignore my messages. Uh, <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, Melanie, hey there. Before we get going, obviously, we want to know where we can find you in things so that uh, we can go out on the nice, the nice big uproarious pop of the sellout crowd. Um, <laughs> so, so where we, where can we get more Melanie Ford? For sure. So, um, I mean, first of all, see Friend Fiction mm -hmm. on December 11th at 7 p.m. Um, and, um, oh, and I, I think I'm on Body Posse on Friday, which is November 26th. Oh, nice. Um, I tell stories about just stuff. Sure. I was in a porn once. Um, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Um, and I'm on... I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm coming to grips with the fact that I have to get back on Twitter. I don't. I, oh, really? Yeah. I've right. still never figured that out. <laughs> and I fought so hard. People 
<laughs> people actually seem to have bribed someone to get me the the screen or the the handle that I wanted, yes. and I've done nothing with it. <laughs> I feel bad about that. I got to figure <laughs> out what what does what does one do at Twitter besides yell at celebrities? Is there anything else? Oh wait, you are, you have your Twitter now? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I know. It's it's full on. I've got my. This isn't about me. This is about. <laughs> I gotta check this now. What? But what do what? What are you supposed to do on Twitter? I still don't know. <laughs> um, be quippy. Oh, okay. Ugh. No. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm glad I have twice as many characters now because I couldn't do it in that short amount. Of, okay. Uh, <laughs> Jesse well, needs seven pages. Yeah, I am too <laughs> long-winded for Twitter. <laughs> I need my live journal back. Uh, I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what was no, not Tumblr. I need a Tumblr or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Melanie, let's finish this um, so that these ravenous uh, open micers can get in here and tell us all about the differences between the sexes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, um, Melanie. Let's finish up this show, this segment, um, this evening of uh, segment five, movie makeup. Let's hear your synopsis for the made-up movie title, The Body Shooters. Okay, bang bros. <laughs> Let me pitch you my porno. Body shooters. Okay. All right. So we're introduced to this corrupt police force, all of these fuckable porn dudes, and we establish that they're hair-triggered. They're always shooting. Okay, and then we see two of our dudes go out on patrol, and while they're patrolling, they find a real skank trying to steal something. <laughs> and when she tries to run, bang, they shoot her body with their dicks uh-huh. and semen like it's sex, but also cum shots. And, and yeah, that's pretty much the porno. It's just cops shooting skanks with semen. All right. Thanks, Banks, bro. Thank, thanks, Bang, bros. I will take my check now. Sorry. <laughs> they got a pitch guy. They got a guy in an office. They got to come in and pitch the porno. <laughs> All right. Hold on. I should have been ready. <laughs> That's so funny. That's a great idea. Sorry. And that was Stab. Thank you for joining us tonight. And of course, special thank you to our amazing panel, Nick Pettigrew, Marco Gabodi, and Melanie Ford. Now, if you like what you heard this evening, there's plenty more where this came from. Findable through the podcast outlet of your choosing, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Podknife. Or if you want to be a part of the Stab Show live and in person, you can! Every Thursday night at 7 p.m., we are live at Stab Comedy Theater or beamed directly into your home on Stab Comedy Theater TV on Twitch. And that just about does it for us tonight, y'all. This is a lot of outro left. I should be starting that right now. Peek behind the curtain. Uh, I've been your host, Jesse Jones. And you've been who you've been. I don't have enough time to name you individually, but you knew, you know who you were. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>